0: listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Let's get down and pay some respect and 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 give credit where credit is due. Odds came out on the NBA All-Star game. You told everybody on Friday. You said everybody on Friday and fez get ready. This is a massive compliment to you. I hope you're going to be okay with this here on the show. All right. You told everybody if you like the over, bet the over then. All right. Don't wait. Uh, don't don't, uh, you know, all of a sudden uh, be flipping through a Twitter or whatever it is or Snapface or whatever app you use and go, oh, my God, the All-Star game's on in about 20 minutes. Let me go put a bet in. You told everybody bet the over. And Steve Fezzik, at that time, the over was set
1: at what, 308? 309. Okay, and th- I did. And I did mention, hey, the NBA All-Star, if there's one thing that you can count on the public betting, it's this game to go over. So if you like the over, why wait? It's likely to inflate. Lock in over 309. That was back on Friday. And then the over jumped to what by tip off of of the All-Star game? 320, Jonas. And amazingly, uh, I'm looking at the final score here, 170 to 150. Let me add this up. Yeah, it's three twenty, right on the number.
0: Yeah, so they 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 nailed it right on the number. But you saw so an eleven point jump in a couple of days. As far as now, what do you attribute that to? Is that people that are that are betting that number or? You know, did did the books in Vegas maybe not calculate correctly and go, okay, we got to actually push this thing uh, further up? Was that just a bunch of money that came in? Or would you like to take a victory lap and uh, and ball wash yourself on the airfez and just say, hey, you know what? I called it and that's why all the money came in, because I told people to bet the over.
1: Well, as far as the ball washing, well, we're not going to talk about golf until the end of this segment. (laughs) So I'm not going to do that. But I will say this is just an example of getting ahead of what I like to call the good story. And the good story was, hey, these players, did they really even want to be in Atlanta? There wasn't going to be any defense. And there isn't any defense in any All-Star game, period. So when
0: they hit the number and the first half number was exactly where it hit and then you had the game total hit exactly where they had projected it what is that just how do they how are they so accurate with this stuff like we'll, we'll see one of the uh, i think one of the most under-discussed stories about sports betting and i've always thought this because look scott van pelt does a great thing called bad beats and a lot of people talk about these bad beats but what never gets discussed is why you even have a bad beat, which is before the game, somebody did something to determine that was the number for the game and how close they are so To me, that's, that's the part of the story that we never hear about and never learn about. How are these guys able to determine and get these numbers so close to even A, have a bad beat, or if you had it last night in the All-Star game, they nailed the first half right on the dot, and they nailed the game total right on the dot.
1: Well, I'm going to give the betters the credit, not necessarily the odds makers. Remember, the odds makers, they set the opening number. That's all they do. And then they adjust. So, this is a case where the betters said 309. That's wrong. That total's too low. They bet it all the way up to 320. But this is really a case, you talk about bad beats. And if you were a sharp better, you could not experience a bad beat on this first half or the game. Literally, you could have texted me five minutes before this game started and said, Fez, I want the first half over. I want the game over. And someone else could text me, Fez, I want the first half under. I want the game under. You would have gone 4-0. You would have won every bet just by shopping for the best number.
0: And so, but that's a rarity, right? I mean, you can't you can't count on this, especially in an all star game. There's so much goofy stuff that goes on in all star games. The fact that they, this has got to be a one off scenario, as opposed to a typical all star game where we see crazy stuff
1: happen. No doubt, and especially the first half where it was trending so much to the under, and then you saw two half court shots go in in the final 25 seconds, along with other baskets. It was a miracle that it got to 180. But it did, Jonas. Uh, so Steve Fezzik, Jonas, knocks in for RJ Bell. This is straight out of
0: Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. So transitioning from the All Star Game to an update on one team's odds moving forward, it did come out the Brooklyn Nets have signed Blake Griffin. He is now a Brooklyn Net, reunited uh, with uh, DeAndre Jordan. They spent a long time together with the Clippers. So Steve Fezzik, what does that say for the Nets and their odds to win a title?
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to go to Mackenzie Rivers, who's been really an advocate for the Nets and been following them. He likes the acquisition. And Mackenzie, you got the updated odds, a new favorite to win the NBA, right? Exactly. My position on the Nets has been pretty simple. Three of the greatest players in the world, all on the same team. I like their chances.
0: And Vegas market officially agrees with me. We reported on Monday that the Lakers and Nets were tied. Now, the Brooklyn Nets are the NBA title favorites at +275. Lakers right behind them at +280. Then a big fall off to the Clippers and Jazz around 6 and 7 to 1. And so uh, and and I would assume that also impacts the Eastern Conference odds, correct? Or are we still seeing Brooklyn at the same line that we gave out on Friday? Right, Jonas. I think you said it. Plus money for the Nets to win the East—that seems crazy. Well, some guys at the Westgate agreed with you. After this move, they moved it from plus one thirty to now even money for the oh, Nets man. to win the East. Fifty-fifty shot—they win it.
1: I got to give they, RJ uh,
0: what what a for Fez. What a pain in the ass. See, I I knew something sounded a little bit off there. It's like it, like like getting the uh, when the sale ends wrong. Like so, you, they, there's a big sale at the supermarket, and you go, oh well, don't worry, I got till Thursday. You show up on Thursday morning, they're like no, 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 Wednesday. Day at midnight it was all over So I could have gotten plus (laughs) money on the Nets Two or three days ago but because I waited Now I gotta get even money (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey Jonas, I've been there. Sportsbooks say they're going to be open till 10 p.m. and I'm going to make a bet. Literally, I uh, throw the guy in valet 20. I rush to the window. It's 9:56 and the sportsbook is closed. And I, I, I tell you, that's happened to me more times than I want even want to admit. Missing out on best bets. RJ didn't miss out. RJ recommended you take Brooklyn at four to one about 10 days ago, and that is looking stronger and stronger.
0: All right, so Steve Fezzik, you would like to call out uh, somebody in the media. You've identified somebody in the media that is irritating you, and it's somebody in the media when it comes to college basketball. So go ahead, uh, take out the blowtorch, and go to work. Do what you got to do, Steve Fezzik.
1: Well, I'm going to blowtorch the entire national media, because this is the time of year that you hear about all the picks with great betting value. Who's going to win the Big Ten tournament? Who's going to win the Big 12? The SEC? Oh, Arkansas is good value. You can play back and hedge in a profit on all these teams. The truth. Vegas makes so much money, and the bookmakers make so much money on these needle and the haystack props. Who's going to win the conference tournaments? Who's going to win the Big dance. The reason being is they can hide their VIG. So, they can take about 40%. If you bet every team to win a conference tournament, and you had to start with $100, you'd wind up with $60. So, literally, the house vig is almost 10 times what it is betting individual games. If you like someone to win a conference tourney, if you like someone to big win the big dance, don't bet those futures odds that are so woefully inadequate. Just bet that team to win on the money line each consecutive game, and then roll it over your winnings into the next game and bet it again. You'll engineer a much higher payout than you will betting into these futures pools. Avoid them, they're sucker bets.
0: So, almost look at it, if you're betting a team to win the national title, it's like a bulk bet as opposed to betting a la carte. You're better off betting a la carte each game as opposed to betting them in that one giant bet because of how much you're going to get taxed by the sportsbook.
1: Exactly right. And you have the further option that if something goes – not according to plan, but your team wins. You have no obligation to stay with them. I mean, look at just the recent injuries. Villanova's guard gets hurt. Iowa loses their number two score. If something like that happens to your team, but they're still alive, now you're in the clubhouse. You don't have to bet them anymore. You're not locked into a point where you can't get out of it without hedging in. Frankly, a loss in most cases.
0: And and the comp to that is and you, and everybody knows this. If you've you know people that have played the uh, you know picked uh, NCAA brackets, you know you fill out your bracket. Once your team... To win it all, and you could have the other three go to the final four. But once your team to win it all, if they're out before the Sweet 16, you're done because you you are being basically being weighed down by them. And so all the other teams and people that you're competing against in your bracket are are in your bracket challenge are going to make up that ground because you don't get those possible points each and every round because that team was already eliminated early on. So it's similar to that. If you like Iowa to win the national championship, or if you're listening to this right now here on Fox Sports Radio, and you have a team you've identified as a team you think is going to win it all: Ohio State, Michigan, whoever. Uh, probably not Duke. Uh, I would recommend probably not Duke. I, I don't think I would make that bet uh, unless Cherokee Parks uh, somehow comes out of retirement and decides to take the floor for Duke. But well, if that's you have a te- needle mover, I'm just I'm telling you, if you if you have a team that you like, Iowa. I think Iowa going to win it all. I think uh, uh, Garza is the best player in college football. They're going to win the national championship. What Fez is saying is. Don't bet them to win the national title. Bet them to win to win every single game in the NCAA tournament. Because in the long run, you're going to make more money. And also, you have kind of a fail-safe in that if they end up getting ousted in the third game, you're not being held hostage by that futures bet that you placed before the tournament.
1: Yeah, and if uh, Garza got hurt... Exactly. After they won in the second round, you can now you're you're home free. You made money, and you don't have to go ahead and explore ways to try to get out of your bet, which you won't be able to after that injury. Iowa's current odds: sixteen to one to win the title. You know what? If you just parlayed Iowa six straight times, I think you're, it's going to pay 40 to one by doing the mechanical parlay we described.
0: See, uh, that, this is why he's the best in the business. And this is why I could have used Steve Fezzik back in 2006. Because I, and part, look, part of, the, uh, part of these future bets, let's call it what it is it's ego. You want to be able to brag that I said it months and months before that so and so was going to win the title. It's not as interesting if you tell somebody, hey, man, I hit on Iowa again. Cool, you did that last week. But if you tell them, "Hey, I hit on Iowa back in February. I had them, and they won the national title." Then you look like you actually know what you're talking about. I bet Italy to win the World Cup in 2006. Fez, now that I think about it, um, I got it at nine to one. Had I just bet Italy every single game, I would have won so much more money. Thus, I, I could have retired by now. But unfortunately,
1: uh, you know, here we are because you weren't in my life back in 2006. Absolutely right, and let me caveat all this. There is an occasional exception to the rule. So anyone out there that grabbed Loyola Chicago hundred to one to make the Final Four a couple years ago, okay, that's pretty much the one exception that I heard of that absolutely did have value. So needle in the haystack. Every now and then you find the needle. Interesting.
0: Right out of- Vegas!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: All right, so Steve Fezzik, it feels like just from the outside looking in, I was watching a UFC event uh, that was at the Apex Center in Las Vegas this weekend. And um, it feels like Vegas is starting to get back to. Am I, am I crazy? I'm on the outside here, but it feels like Vegas is starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy, correct?
1: You are spot on. Some of the restrictions, uh, they haven't been lifted, but they are less limiting in terms of the capacities that are being allowed. And frankly, the number of cases that are getting reported in Nevada are down significantly to the tune of, we're getting like 250 new cases a day versus 2,000. So, an eightfold reduction. Vegas is back, baby. If you've never been to Vegas during a March Madness, the first weekend, that's got to be on your bucket list. It's one of the coolest things you can possibly do in your lifetime
0: and uh steve fezzik uh, this is live radio and we have got breaking news right now here on fox sports radio and for that we go to brian family
1: breaking news from fox sports
0: thank you jonas according to nfl network dak prescott according to these reports signing a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys, and we weren't sure when this was going to happen. It has happened. No specific details on the contract, but the team will have a formal announcement on Wednesday as far as a press conference to confirm this, but NFL Network says long-term deal, Prescott to the Cowboys. He is staying in Dallas. Back to you guys. Uh, Interesting. So uh, finally it gets done. It's been a long time coming, Steve. I feel like we've been talking about Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott's value for a long time, but According to those reports, and Brian Finley with the news just now here on Fox Sports Radio, Dak Prescott, a Dallas Cowboy moving forward. Fez, where is he on, on your quarterback rankings? You don't have to have the exact number, but where, where did you have Fe- uh, Dak Prescott uh, heading into this season?
1: He's number eight on my list. So you got a top 10 quarterback, Jonas. I think you have to go ahead and roll with them and re him. Good move by the Cowboys, I think.
0: Yeah, no, good move by uh, by Dallas, and and let's look. People can try and argue this point, and we don't know the exact terms of the Dak Prescott contract, but people can try and argue this point all they want he was going to get his money. It was either going to be the franchise tag. It was either going to be a long-term deal or somebody else was going to pay him. He's the best quarterback to come out of that 2016 draft class. He's been better than Jared Goff, better than Carson Wentz. And, and, and he's been durable. This injury, I actually wondered, this was the first injury that he had suffered. Um, They expected him to make a full recovery, but this injury, I wondered, is this going to maybe get a deal done more likely because of the injury, as opposed to the opposite. Because people would look at this, Fez, and say, all right, well, now this guy's damaged goods. Why would you give him the contract now? I think Dak, and again, we don't know the exact details of the contract, but I think Dak Prescott probably saw his own mortality flash in front of his eyes, and he said, you know what? Maybe Maybe I'm willing to work a little bit more with Dallas to try and get this deal done, just based on the fact that I just suffered my first major injury, your entire uh, career could go up like that if something tragic were to happen like that again. And maybe this is a reason why he was able, they were able to come to the, to the, to the table. They, no franchise tag. You're not having to wait for the March 9th deadline and try to get this done this week. It feels like they were able to come to terms on this because I think both sides saw the value in each other, and maybe the injury played into that from last year.
1: And I know Dak had to have follow-up surgery, a second surgery in December, yeah. so I think he was probably eager to go ahead and lock in a long-term deal, rather than test what might happen in the future.
0: And and, this, and he, the conversation is going to go towards wherever whatever the, the dollar amount is for Dak Prescott. And again, we don't know the exact dollar amount, and a lot of that stuff will come out. And, and there'll be numbers that are thrown out there, but it's all about the guaranteed money. My best guess would be this is going to be anywhere between 36 to $40 million a year. That's what you're going to look like for Dak Prescott because the bottom was the 37 and change. So the 37 was going to be the franchise tag that he was going to sign. You knew they weren't going to sign him to the to the third franchise tag next year, Fez. That would have been $55 million. So Dak Prescott probably looked at this and said, all right, if I do this second franchise tag, I'm going to end up making 60 million dollars over two years. And the Cowboys and him probably got together and determined, all right, let's keep you here long-term. It's going to make more sense for us financially. I personally think... Dallas did this in reverse. Like no Fez, no other organization in the NFL would have a quarterback, a running back, and a wide receiver up for contracts and decide, you know what, we're gonna go ahead and take care of the running back and wide receiver first. Like no no organization would do, except for Jerry Jones. So they were able to get this done, how this impacts the rest of the roster and and, and what they do moving moving forward. But I think clearly, as of right now, Dallas has got to be the favorite in that division because Fez, they've easily got the best quarterback in that division by far in my mind.
1: Oh, no question at all about in And Dallas is the prohibitive favorite. What's interesting is who's going to finish second in that division. And a lot of movement towards the Washington Redskins, who were plus 550 to win the division. Last I checked, they were down to 3-1. to one. Washington was. Dallas right around even money to win the division.
0: So uh, that is the breaking news uh, reported uh, just a few minutes ago. Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys have agreed to terms on a long-term contract. Right out of- Vegas!